0: This is the Anderson Business Advisors Podcast, the show for real estate investors, stock traders, and business owners. We help you keep more of what you earn and protect what you've built. Let's get started.
1: What's up, guys? Hey, in this video, what I wanna talk about are lease agreements. Hey, if you're an existing landlord or you're thinking about getting started in real estate or maybe you just have that first property that you just acquired and you're wondering, all right, now here's the next hurdle. I've got the property, but I gotta get a tenant into it. So what are some of the concerns that you need to be aware of as a, as a landlord when it comes to working with tenants? Well, one of the individuals that I'm going to have on here with me today is someone that I've known now for, for over a year, and he has become really synonymous with working with tenants and with lease agreements. And when I came across him for the first time, I was just blown away at the depth of product that he has to assist landlords in working with tenants. His name is Kevin Klein of EasyLandlordForums.com. You may have seen him out there before. He's been on a ton of different podcasts. That's how I originally came across him. But I was so happy to be able to get him to come on and spend 20 minutes with us to talk about this really important topic when it comes to real estate investing. Kevin, how are you doing? Great, Clint. Great to be here.
0: Thank you so much.
1: Yeah, it's awesome. I'm glad you're able to work out the time. I know your schedule is quite busy. So before we get into the lease stuff and, you know, all the the legal, why don't you give the the people that are watching this right now some background on, you know, how you got started?
0: Yeah. So I started being a landlord when I was just 18 years old and really was motivated to really kind of get ahead in life and, and build my future, uh, I guess, for lack of better term. So, yeah, started being a landlord very young, built up properties over time and finally came up with this idea. I really struggled with a, having a great lease and that drew me to take my lease and keep modifying it and adding in new clauses as I saw fit, you know, different you know, troubles I'd have with tenants that I would say, oh, if I put this into my lease, this won't happen again. And that carried through many tenants, many changes in the lease, and finally realized I could make this a business and started, launched the site in 2006, Easy Landlord forms, and we have millions of happy customers now. So it's been really great to help them and see them succeed and you know, continue their journey. A lot of landlords start small, one or two rentals, and build things up. And many have hundreds of properties. So it's building millions of dollars of net worth. It's great to see and be a part of. Yeah. So how old are you? I'm 54. All right.
1: So yeah, <laughs> so if, you, if you're doing the math, you know what I just did, that's 36 years of experience that have gone into your lease agreements. That's quite a bit of, <laughs> a bit of time. Yeah. yeah so sure. uh, I, got a, I got a lot of questions I'm going to dive into about the actual lease agreement and some of those are more important provisions, but there's more to that. So if you're a landlord, I mean, before you even offer someone a, a, a lease, you're going to want to start with an application process. So Maybe you could share with us, walk us through, you know, your application and and what that process is like um, in dealing with tenants, things that you need to look out for in that process. Yeah,
0: I totally agree, Clint. A huge part of being a successful landlord is having, doing great screening, you know, and making sure someone's qualified, making sure you're both on the same page. When when are they going to move in? How many people are going to move in? Whether or not people have pets? And then on top of that, checking their credit and criminal and eviction history background. So this is a service that we provide at Easy Landlord Forms. Again, it it's worth its weight in gold. You know, you spend, we charge right now $35 to do a full screening. Uh, you can charge that directly to the applicant, so it doesn't really cost you anything and people are willing to pay for it. They have no no issue with it. All you really need from an applicant is their name and email address. You send a request out to them. they fill it out. You'll have that report in a matter of minutes. We can create that report very quickly for you. and then you're well on your way. you you know you have that, and like you mentioned, a, a good solid lease in place, and you're you're really on your road for success for being a landlord.
1: So when it comes for for tenant applicants, are there some things that you would tell the the viewers right now that they should probably be on the lookout for that you would consider to be red flags with tenants that may not be obvious on an application or even a credit report? For
0: one thing is, you know, you never want to discriminate, you know, so you always have to be straight and honest with people. And it's kind of the first qualified person first applicant that meets your requirements is, is who you're legally obligated to rent to. So it's important to know the laws as far as fair housing goes. And then on top of that, yeah, there's there can be a lot of red flags it's always best to meet the people in person if you can i know we live in a digital age and everything's automated and people have lock boxes on doors or they have keypad locks that they can let people in but there's nothing like knowing someone face to face especially a tenant you know of course hopefully you live near your near your rental that that you're able to do that but i think it's very important and i look for people that are not in like a huge rush that oh my god i got to move in like next week and they try to rush along the process you know of course you want to you want to check someone that has of course a good credit and criminal and eviction history but hopefully has had they're established at their job for a good length of time and um you know they they meet your requirements so um, hopefully you allow pets. I don't know, I allow pets. Um, I think it opens you up to a much broader range of tenants for your rental. You may want some restrictions with that. And you may even design your property to be more pet friendly. So you might use a more solid surface flooring instead of carpet, You know, so it might be a wood floor or a tile floor, for instance. There's really a lot you can do to prepare your property and to help just pick good tenants. You know, you were referring to what, you know, what you look for in screening. Um, I look for people that are organized, that if you're going to meet them, they're on time and they're polite. And I think you learn a lot from what questions that they ask you about the rental. And, you know, you're kind of a sales guy. So you want to sell that space And highlight the features. And some people are interested in what's nearby as far as shopping and grocery stores and so forth. So you want to have in your back of your mind what is local to that area um, and what's convenient. Some people like public transportation. So it's good to be informed about public transportation. And, you know, some people that rent, rent with homeowners associations where they might have certain restrictions. So it's certainly important to know what their rules and laws are for a rental property. And even even for a tenant, you know, they may uh, HOA may need to screen the tenant as well, as well as your screening. So um, you want to know what their requirements are in a in a rental, you know, an applicant or a renter sure. uh, at that time. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You hit on something there that I think is important. I learned it early on in my landlord careers. You know how many questions I ask. Right? Are they Mm -hmm. truly interested in the property in the surrounding area? Because I found that people who don't ask questions, they're just looking to get in someplace. You know, it's as if they don't care about the property. They just want somewhere to, to to live immediately, and that tells me something's going on. Because if they're not asking questions like they should be asking, then it could be a potential problem. And other things that I, when I was growing up, and I still kind of use some of these today, I don't know if you've done this before. I look at their shoes. That's one of the things I've, I'm a stickler about. I look at someone's shoes to see what condition they're in, you know, their general appearance. But I also mm-hmm. look at their car. See, when I walk, when they come in, I'll go by and I'll look at the car to look on the inside because... How they treat their car, I personally believe, is going to be a representation of how they treat your property. So if you see a car that's just full of crap, right? Donald's wrappers everywhere and garbage all over the place. You can imagine when you turn that property, there's going to be a lot of costs in cleanup. So those are some of the things that I think are important for for landlords who are are self-managing. Now, um, you find that, that, that... you got the applicants there and now you're, you're going to move to that next phase, which is putting together that lease agreement. And you said, you know, we, we've, we've done the math on you and it's 36 years here uh, of clauses. What are some of the things that you, you see people that are getting started that are putting together lease agreements? What are some of the mistakes that often come up, or maybe that you've even made in the past as well?
0: So other people don't make them. i made Tons of mistakes. <laughs> that's for sure. But that's how you learn, right? So mm-hmm. mistakes are okay. So of course, first and foremost, that lease needs to be state specific. So it needs to meet the the laws of your state. And that may there may be county laws that are required for your lease. And I really like a very comprehensive lease. So some of the things I've learned is to put in your lease, you know, whether or not of course pets are allowed. And who's required for certain things? So who cuts the grass, who shovels the snow, who checks the batteries and smoke detectors, sometimes even the filter on the air conditioning unit. These things many beginner landlords aren't thinking of at all, completely off their radar. But you know, you really have to think long term in the rental rental, you won't be there. And these are things that, you know, you need to check in with that that tenant are you going to take care of this or am I and you really want to address that ahead of time and make sure that you know everything's crystal clear so the rental goes very smoothly and that that's a win for everybody you know you you really want that rental right from day 1 that there's no surprises everyone's clear on their responsibilities you know we we want them to be uh, peaceful with the neighbors, you know, not have late night parties and make a lot of noise. You know, these are all clauses you can build right into your lease and really make it clear that everything that that they need to do is clear and everything that the landlord is responsible for. And the landlord has to do their role, right? So they have to be on top of repairs. And if the tenant has a problem, you respond quickly and make sure you get contractors in as soon as possible and and as you build more properties you get your team together right so you get your plumbers and your electricians and maybe a flooring person and the more you do it the more you get these contractors you know lined up for you and get to know your properties the easier and easier things become for you so Um, and you may even get help with property management where the tenant may call someone that works for you and they know who to dispatch with whatever problem that tenant might be having so there's really kind of a lot of things that you could build into that lease to really make your rental go much smoother
1: i have properties that are on uh septic and they're also on sewage and so one of the things that built into my lease is that hey you know, understand that this is a septic system. So there are certain things that you cannot flush down that toilet. And if you do and it blows it, then you're going to be responsible for the damage that that has caused. And so you got to put people on notice so they understand, hey, I have to treat this a little differently. Satellite dishes. I mean, that that's that's one that I learned a few years back. People will put a satellite dish up on the house and then they leave. And now you've got, satellite dish on one side or dish network on one side and then uh direct tv on the other i mean before you know it, your house is going to be covered in those unless you're there to take them down so you'd want to make sure that that's i would say is probably covered in the lease and so your point (laughs) is well taken is that these are the things that when you're putting together a lease agreement you may not know about it yet and i if correct me if I'm wrong I thought your doesn't your software that you use doesn't allow you to go through and, and pick certain clauses that you
0: can put in there like the we just discussed. Exactly, exactly. We we kind of, you know, for lack of a better term, hold your hand or walk you through step by step all the relevant relative questions that you need to answer to conform to your rental. So, you know, you mentioned like septic system. So we actually have certain documentation just for that, that you add in addition to your lease to give instructions for things like that. You know, same thing for satellite dish, whether or not you allow it. And if you allow it, you know, they need to ask your permission and explain, you know, where's that going to be be located on the property and how the wires are even going to be ran. So all these, all these nuances and details, like you said, that they can make or break you really as a landlord and um, the, the more detail you provide the better. And you really want to insist that your tenant read the entire lease. We're, we're just about to launch a new add on video feature where you will, not only send a lease to them to read, but a video that goes along with it that helps explain some of these fundamental things. We also you know instruct people to check the breakers to know where the breakers are the electrical breakers where the water shutoff valves are you know just in case God forbid a pipe burst somewhere at some time that they're at least aware of what to do and and where these where these um, you know shutoffs and so forth are located, so yeah, it's really important to to make sure that you and them are on the same page and that they have a basic understanding of of how the property works and the things that they need to know when they're living there on site.
1: yeah, you know those are like you said, knowing where those things are can mean the difference between a little bit of damage versus an extensive amount of damage because the tenant wasn't aware. I mean, they're not just going to stand there and let your property flood. They're going to do their best, typically, to to ensure that they get that water shut off. But if they don't know where to find it, then that's going to be a problem. I remember uh, our daughter, when she just rented uh, an apartment in Colorado, in Denver, not too this last year or so, and she ran into a problem with the electrical. And when when she went in, they didn't, or maybe they did. She said they didn't. They didn't walk her through and explain to her where the electrical box was. And finally, she found it. But it was in the most obscure spot that, that you would you would ever think where an electrical box might be. I was telling her, you know, look in all the closets, that type of stuff. So to your point, those are important. If you don't know about that, then you'll learn it eventually. And so that's what's great about, I think, you know, your lease software is that it. Helps it walks someone through it educates the landlord onto the things that they need to um, be thinking about. Now on the on the backside of that, so let's assume that you know we've got a tenant in the property. What happens then if you have to enforce the lease? I mean, do do you do you is there software is there anything that you know that you've run into before where where you can instruct uh, landlords on what they should be doing the process wise?
0: Ah, uh, for eviction, you're talking about, I yeah. guess. Yeah, unlawful detainer. Of yeah, yeah. Well, um, you know, it's really, of course, up to the landlord whether or not they want to hire an attorney to mm-hmm. to handle it and from there, that. or yeah. if they if they want to submit some of the paperwork themselves. Uh, we do offer uh, the all the forms that you need for eviction. You know, sometimes there's a specific one for your county that we may not have, but. As long as it's just a normal state form, we almost always have it, and yeah, we we have all kinds of documents to help you throughout that whole process, both from a simple you know notice of late late rent payments to evicting for all different reasons, right? So of course there's non-payment of rent, but there's there's a slew of a whole list of other terms or reasons you may be wanting to evict that tenant. And, you know, a lot of times sending the right paperwork and and, um, documentation, they'll respond quickly. You know, I always say to landlords, don't wait. You know, if people start falling behind of rent and they're not communicating with you, uh, start the process early because they're, you know, it's very easy. They're either going to pay you right away and clear things up or not. And then you know which path you need to take to get that tenant out and get it rerun it as quick as possible. That's the whole name of the game is you you need to have as little vacancy or as a little amount of time that you don't get paid as possible. So a lot of landlords, especially in the beginning, they feel bad for people. I feel bad for people when they fall behind on rent, but at the end of the day, I think you have to have the mindset of a landlord of your this is a business and you're in it as a business and you need to treat it like a business and it's unfortunate when people fall in hard times but you know you can't take that burden on yourself because what happens is then you can't pay your mortgage on the property and you fall behind and then your credit goes bad and it puts you you sometimes you can't even a- afford an attorney to do an eviction for you so um it's really in your best interest to to get on top of it immediately and to start filing the filing the paperwork right away
1: yeah if, if i'm correct when i was looking at it you, you also have uh, it's like a crm where they'll auto generate the documents for you so you put in your your tenant's yes. information and then you just jump in there and say well, i need this to send out i need this sent out and it makes it really simple for someone to to self manage. Yeah,
0: whether you have one or two properties or a hundred properties, we make it really easy to autofill. You know, we call it autofill, or the you know, just like you said, it's like a CRM system where it will say first name, last name, and we'll put that in for you. Tenant's address, and we'll put that in for you. So, in other words, you could have one document and have the system create five, 10, 15 versions of it for different people all in one process, you know, in one shot. So um, it really makes it efficient as you build up more and more rentals that you'll be able to to grow exponentially uh, over time. And again, it makes it easier and easier as you get more rentals you know, the process just becomes, comes easier. You have more contractors, you have your forms in place, you set up, you know, all your procedures and systems to, to have tenants move in and have tenants move out. And it's, um, it's great to get those rent checks coming in, uh, you know, month and month again, you know, (laughs) Uh, it's a, it's a great business to be in. So, so with
1: all your clients uh, that you work with, have you been hearing anything? You know, with the economy, or they been reaching back out to you and asking, or telling you, "Hey, this is what I'm running into now," and uh, other people should be aware of it? And if so, you want would you like to share some of that?
0: Yeah, well, it's it's really different in in you know different states and different mm-hmm. counties all over the country. You know, I live in Florida now, and the real estate is still pretty strong, but. I was just in Vegas not that long ago, Las Vegas, and their their housing is, is coming down in pricing and is really opening up a much less competitive. So um it's varying a lot. Um some people say we're headed towards a recession, you know. I'm not an expert in, in that department, but the rental business has still stayed strong even in harder times. The rental business has always done well. So I think it's, it's always worthwhile to get into owning rental properties and, you know, real estate, you know, it may come down a little bit over time for certain periods, but over a long period of time, real estate, you know, goes up substantially. Some people in the last five years have doubled, more than doubled their, their, (laughs) the value of their property. So it's, it's quite amazing to um to see your net worth sometimes you put a small amount of money down, maybe you put twenty thousand dollars down to buy a property, and then you know maybe it's a three hundred or four hundred thousand dollar house, it doubles in value in a couple of years, and you just made four hundred thousand dollars and you only spent twenty thousand. you know it's that's some of the magic of real estate, you know being able to get loans for it and Build-up rentals without a lot of money in your own pocket is is really unique and special.
1: Well, great. So if people want to get a hold of you and they want to check out what you can do for them, what is the, and I'll have it in the show notes as well, but why don't you just tell them uh, the website again?
0: Yeah, easylandlordforms.com. And you can catch us on Instagram or Facebook. We're really kind of all over social media. So TikTok as well. You know, we have a great forum if you have any questions to ask. We also have great support staff that if you have any questions either with our product or even outside of our product, um, you can answer them, again, through our, our form or through our chat on our website. Um, we'll be happy to, you know, we love helping landlords be successful. So that's, that's kind of, uh, you know, what we wake up and get excited to do every day. It's great.
1: Awesome. Okay, well, hey, thanks for coming on and sharing uh, with everyone some of your knowledge when it comes to putting together lease agreements and screening tenants. I'm sure for those people who, like I stated earlier, you know, you're just getting started in real estate or maybe you've been doing it for a few years and you want to, to, to take it to the next level, you've been running into problems trying to find that perfect lease, you can be a solution for them. So I appreciate your time.
0: Sure. Thank you, Clint.
1: All right. Take care.